inspired, informative, and entertaining. This broadcast is brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership. Welcome to It's Her Story, a weekly broadcast featuring women who inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront by sharing their unique stories. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, engaging guests to share their stories of how God has led them to it, delivered them through it, and prepared them for it. Well, hey, everybody. It is Karen Colonna here again for another episode of It's Her Story. And today uh, will not disappoint. I have with me Sherry Pitts. Sherry is a faithful Christian wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend, and she is passionate about helping people identify their life purpose and live in it. She believes that everyone has talents and gifts, and when recognized, they can be used to make a difference in the world around them. Sherry is a a dynamic, motivating life coach with over 10 years experience helping people to reach their destiny. If you know where you want to go when you feel stranded, Sherry can guide you through challenges that will move you toward your life purpose. I personally am very excited to hear some of that divine advice. Sherry's homegrown from Dayton, Ohio, where I am sitting. She currently lives in Claremont, Florida. She owns Enhika Motivational Services, where she does coaching and speaking. And she's the author of not one, but two books. Imagine That, 31 Days of Purpose-Filled Analogies and Quality Thought Life. So her books are filled with powerful analogies that encourage us to access a positive outlook on life. Welcome, welcome, Sherry, to shed some of that positive outlook on our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, I am always excited when our guests come to us by one of our our peeps. Uh, Sherry is a friend of uh, Daria Dillard Stone. You guys, we talked with Daria our second podcast, Um, also friends with Jeannie Porter, our founder. So Sherry, uh, we are lucky friends found you and encouraged you to find us. So today, Sherry is going to provide us some tips on how to stand firm on our dreams and goals and trust God in the process, how we can have quality thoughts, know our worth, and surround ourselves with like-minded people. So to kick us off, Sherry, Tell us a little bit about you in the earlier stages of your life and what led you to this type of purpose-driven passion. Certainly. Uh, It actually all started when I was in high school. Uh, When you're in high school, you go to your guidance counselor, your senior year, and you talk about what you want to do, where you want to go. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to go to the military? Do you want to get a job? What do you want to do? And I said I wanted to be a wife and a mother. And I remember Mr. Johnson looking at me and said, okay, he said, now really, now what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I said, I I want to be a wife and a mother. And I was firm on what I said. However, I did go to college, but my dream was to be a wife and a mother. And I did not let anybody or anything deter me from what I wanted. And so I married my high school sweetheart. That's who I'm married to now. And we we have six beautiful, amazing children and two astonishing grandchildren. And so my business actually started from that goal and that dream. Having six children um, was not always an easy feat. 
A lot of people do not want to be around people with six kids. I don't want them to break my vase. I don't want them to eat up all the chocolate or drink up all the pop. And so oftentimes you're not welcome. But my family, who I love so dearly, always invited me, always had me there. My brother, Felix, my sister, Sandra, my sister, Angela, and my mother, um, they were always there. My father, my brother, Abe, they were always there to support me in what it was that I wanted. As we went along in my family, my children, I had to encourage them and inspire them that just because you come from a large family, don't let anybody uh, persuade you or bully you or make you feel bad about where you come from. My husband, who was a father of six children and uh, a husband, oftentimes his friends, man, you can't go out. You got kids. Sherry's not going to let you go out anywhere. And so I had to encourage my husband. I had to inspire him that you are a mighty man of valor. Just because we have this large family, God has blessed us with this family. So I was constantly encouraging and inspiring my own family. Then as I began to work, I found myself encouraging and inspiring the individuals that I worked with. Um, that became clear to me, Jeremiah 29 and 11, that, you know, that plan. I, I said, man, I, I really believe that I'm walking in the plan that God has for me. And so I worked as a business manager for about 12, 14, 12 to 14 years. And uh, when my husband and I, when we eventually moved, that's when I realized, wait a minute, what I've been doing all along, inspiring and encouraging people, God has actually blessed me to build a business so me staying true to what my dreams and my goals were, God allowed me to, as I was taking care of my family, I believe that he gave me everything that I needed during that time so that I can prepare for the business that he set me up for. So when, when you had this dream in your heart to be a wife and a mother, did you always dream to have a large family? Oh my gosh, yes. I've always wanted 12 children, but I got blessed with six. Okay, so God gave me three. Yes. Um, I prayed for three. Okay. And I cannot imagine 12, but I have lots of friends who have around six. So can you just real quick before we, we move forward, I'm curious to know the age differences of these beautiful children. The, my youngest is 25. Then 27, 29, 31, 33, 34. So you pretty much had, you were, uh, you were having babies. You were probably pregnant or raising babies in the diaper age for what, about 15, 15, 16 years. Hey, I was on a roll. Okay. I was trying to go every two years and I had it planned by the time I was 44, I should have had 12 children. But somehow, God's plan, along with my husband's plan, I got six. So I am very thankful for my six. There are listeners out there going, the plan was 12. Okay. <laughs> I have a, my 13-year-old my just did a vision board for her eighth grade project. And she did little pictures about what she wanted for life. What is her dream? And she did say she wanted to be a wife and mother, but she was very clear to clarify that she wanted to adopt. Okay. And I said, okay, what makes you think that? And she said, because it sounds like it hurts a lot. And I'm just <laughs> going to go the other way. And I thought, you know what? Let's have this conversation again in about another 10 to 15 years. But that is beautiful. And, you know, we have a lot of different listeners. 
It's Her Story is a ministry of women in Christian leadership. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about leadership, is multifaceted. And we hope to serve women who are running companies, who are running their own businesses, who are running their own homes, who are caring for themselves. And they are a leader by the nature of just maybe even their involvement in their community. So leader and leadership has such a broad definition. But one of the greatest talent grooming positions of our lives, I think, if we're graced and blessed to be a mother, is to be the leader of our household because we will face every single challenge that God can put before us that we might ever experience in a business professional environment just by the nature of, of raising and taking care of our families. So you'd shared that that was the foundation for you that gave you the gifts and the tools and the grooming to help you embark on a second career because you were already um, involved in a business career for what over 10 years and then you found yourself with the the light coming on over the next phase of this dream but tell us a little bit about the beginning of your your coaching and how you were led by faith to take a different direction I really believe that God moved in my life um, and I recognize that gift of coaching uh, in 2011. And it was during that time my husband and I were rooted and grounded. We've always been rooted and grounded in Christ. But our marriage was a little stagnant. And so we came together and we prayed and asked God intervene and to show us, lead us, guide us. Because we didn't want to do anything without God's blessing. And it was during that time that God led me to share with my husband to resign from his job that he had been working at for 18 years. Now we have four children in college at that time. And my husband was the breadwinner. He was the one that took care of this household financially. And when I shared with him what God had given me, he said, are you sure you heard from God? I said, I know I heard from God because I would not tell you to quit your job. <laughs> and so he thought about it for a couple of weeks and eventually he gave his supervisor his resignation his supervisor did not believe that he was giving his resignation so his supervisor didn't take it he held on to that resignation for a couple of days and Virgil which is my husband finally said you know I am really submitting my resignation so in that time when my husband was home for about a month I began to hear God speak to me I began to hear God share with me that because I was diligent and faithful in moving on what he said, that he was now getting ready to move in my life. And so the experience that I had gotten as far as inspiring and encouraging my family, the individuals that I worked with, I was now able to perfect that. And it was when we moved to Kentucky, I was there. It was, in a, it was a new environment for us. And I just began to hear God because I was taken away from that hometown environment of Dayton, Ohio. I was put in a place where I was by myself. So I was constantly hearing God, listening, listening for God's voice. Um, we found a church home that nurtured our spiritual life. 
And because of all those factors, I believe that God began to enrich me. And I wanted to do God's will. I wanted to bless his people. I wanted to inspire and encourage other people the same way I did my family because I saw results. And so I wanted to give that to other people. And I believe that it was in that moment, being alone away from my family who I love so much that I was able to hear God say, it is now time for you to move in your gifts. Be still and know I am God. Amen. Amen. It's funny because he does when we are able to quiet ourselves is when we hear that voice and that that guidance so clearly. So what brought you to Kentucky? Funny you should ask. When my husband had resigned from his job, he was at home for a month. We were waiting to hear from God. So he was chilling, sitting at home, feet back, hands back, you know, we're waiting to hear from God. And maybe about five or six years before, so we're probably looking at 2005, 2006, he'd sent his application, or I'm sorry, his resume to different companies. So out the blue, GE, which is in Louisville, Kentucky, reaches out to my husband and offers him a job. He wasn't even looking at that time, but that's where God wanted us to be so that he can nurture us. And that's when we moved to Kentucky. He accepted a job at GE. So you find yourself in Kentucky. You talked about being away from your family. So my thought is you probably had to leave some behind. Oh, no. Now, I don't leave my kids behind now. (laughs) Now, that I don't. Not in body, not in soul. <laughs> so we still had two children in school at the time. So we had one that was a sophomore in high school and one was a junior in high school. And so um, they were uprooted from those schools and they were placed in schools in Kentucky. And so they finished out their high school years in Louisville, Kentucky. So the family that was left behind were dear to me, my mom, my dad my brother, my sister, my friends, you know, people that were close to me, my intimate friends, um, but they were just two hours away. So that wasn't bad because I knew how to drive up and down that highway. We moved to Ohio from New Jersey when I was 10 years old Mm -hmm. and my, it was a great opportunity for my father at the time. He was a civilian contractor at Wright Pat. And it was everything he aspired to do. He'd already traveled the world. He wanted to be in, like sort of stationary. Mm-hmm. But my mother, well, all of our family, extended family, they both came from big families, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, um, and my two older brothers, because there's nine years between me and the next okay. one up. They were 19 and 23. Well, back in 1980, that was fine to stay on their own. I can't imagine my 20-year-old living on her own right, right now. We came here and it, that was a 10 hour drive. It crushed my mother. She, her family, her sisters, her friends. Well, it crushed me too. I was 11. I rebounded, Mm -hmm. but that's a big move. But I think what comes from that in hindsight, and it's always interesting what we see when we look back, that the clarity of that perfect vision, what that time in your life was meant to be and what that new destination and the specific time of that move was in your journey. Here you are now in Louisville and Virgil is starting this new position. 
talk about where Sherry in her and her personal growth and her development and in her spiritual grounding. What's going on in your mind and how does that catapult you into your coaching career? We're creatures of habit. And so when I got down to Louisville, Kentucky, the first thing you think of is I got to get a job because that's what we do, right? We work, we have jobs, you have to pay bills, you do things like that. Until you realize, wait a minute, if God brought me down here, he brought me down here for a reason. So I started looking for jobs. So I kind of got back into that same rat race that you're working. So if you're doing all that, you've gotten yourself off course. So eventually I was taken off that job as well. And so at that time, that's when I began to really hear God. And as I began to hear God, my prophetic gift that he blessed me with, it became very clear. It became strong. People around me, um, I was able to minister to these people and not know them. And I felt courageous enough to speak into their life because I knew at that time that it was God moving in me. And so I just began to um, nurture what God had placed in me. As I began to nurture that, I began to, again, encourage, inspire. And then as I've done that, a lot of people began to reach out to me. So now people are reaching out to me. So as they're reaching out to me, I realize I have to put a program together because if I'm going to help someone, it has to be systematic. You just don't go out and just say, I'm just going to help. You have to have some type of program system. So I began to um, develop a curriculum for coaching for different uh, individuals, for women, for men, for children. And as I began to develop these coaching packages, people began to come. And then I began to get a lot of referrals from people. So as soon as I was finishing coaching one client, they were referring me to another one. So I didn't have to really market because I was getting a lot of my clients by referrals. So that's how it actually grew, just by word of mouth. Curious to hear about um, how how you named and built your business and where your books were born from and the divine motivation and the determination to publish. But there's got to be a point somewhere in here where you had to take a leap of faith financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because just jumping in from one phase of life and a type of career and then making that leap into giving of yourself in a paid professional way, but was there any hesitation, fear, or doubt in your mind or heart about making that leap and and leveraging you and God's gifts through you to help people? I, I can honestly say no. I've always been the type of person that if there's something that I really believe in, and when I know that I hear God's voice, I don't worry about the how or the why, I just do it because I know if God said it, I know that he's gonna provide. And knowing that he's gonna provide, it reminds you of our children. When our children, when we say, get your shoes on, we're getting ready to go, they don't worry about the how or the why. They don't worry about if there's gas in the car or if mom's gonna take a left or right turn. They trust because if mom and dad says, let's go, you get the shoes on and you let's go. So when I hear God's voice, when he says, Sherry, it's time to move, I move. I don't worry about the hows and the whys. Now, don't get me wrong. In the natural, there are times that I don't see a way, but then I have to remember if my God tells me to move, oh, I'm going to move. I'm going to move when God says it before I leave or move when man says to move, because I know 
that God, the one who created the earth in six days and then rested on the seventh, and he's been chilling ever since just watching his creations. So I'm definitely going to listen to his voice. So to answer your question, was there ever, you know, that fear? You know, every now and then the natural, when you get to the natural, yeah, a little bit. But again, I try to revert back to those childlike ways. And when I hear my father say, put your shoes on, it's time to go. I'm going to take heed. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. That is the most perfect, clear analogy. The clarity behind when you think of a parent, a parental figure and God, our father is our ultimate father. We, we don't question putting our shoes on. We just go. And I think because we trust and we have faith that we will be taken, carried, delivered wherever we need to go by our parents. And I think that is such a clear analogy for how to face fear and how to face doubt. Doubt is the devil dancing, but we're human. So I think being a child of God and allowing yourself to follow that very simplistic childlike faith might be all we really need when we're stuck. You are the owner of NHICA Motivational Services. Tell us what that stands for. Sure. I remember some years ago, Um, I was listening to a gentleman on the radio and he was talking about Nabisco and he said, you know, that actually stands for National Biscuit Company. So it's N-A for national, B-I-S for biscuit, and then C-O for company, Nabisco. Now you're from Dayton, Ohio. So I don't know if you remember Delco Products. So Delco Products is the same way. Delco stands for Dayton, D-E-L, electrical, C-O, company. Delco. So I said, that is absolutely amazing. I like that. So I said, I am going to always be in God's care, in his care. So N and then the the, uh, dash and then H-I stands for his, C-A stands for care. So NHICA stands for in his care, because no matter what I do in life, I must be in his care in order for me to move forward. I love that. And everything that you do within this business, within this life of service, this ministry that you've built with um, with your coaching um, business and with your publications, everywhere you go, you're in his care. I love that. Talk a little bit about, um, I'd love to hear about your process and your journey to publishing each of your books um, and what led you to those. And just how that has helped to to fulfill yet another part of your purpose-filled mission. For certain. So I was a part of a Facebook uh, women's club, I believe that's what we would call it. And it was called a wife talk. And in that group, uh, the leader, she indicated that uh, they were going to write a book in 30 days. And so I thought, oh gosh, who writes a book in 30 days? So I took on that challenge and I actually wrote my first book in 30 days because I took on a challenge. But in so doing, you have to think of, you have to think about what is it that I want to write about? Well, for me, I realized as I got older that I'm a visual learner. So I see things in pictures, 
which is why um, within my conversation, you will always hear me give some type of an analogy because that's how I see things. That's how I understand things. And so I realized that if I'm this way, I'm sure there are a whole lot of other people that are that way. So I began to write um, different analogies that I would actually share with people um, each day. So my first book, of course, is called Imagine That. <laughs> and it has 31 um, analogies to represent a month. So basically what I did was the conversations that I had with people, conversations that I had with some of my coaching clients, the very tight or the very analogy that I may have shared with them, I put it in my book. That was one of the first ones. So of course, when I'm talking with someone else, there was another analogy that came up. So I put that one in my book. And so that's how my first book came to be. And I was so excited about it. And there were a lot of people as they began to read it, they said, hey, Sherry, when are you coming out with another book? And so I wasn't even thinking about another book because I just wanted to take on that challenge of writing a book in 30 days. And so once I did that, each morning I would write some type of inspiring message on Facebook. And so that became a part of um, the book, my second book, which is called Quality Thought Life. Because what I wanted to do was each morning, I wanted to give um, people that would come to my page something quality to think about, something that could start their day off, that could give them purpose, uh, that could give them something positive to think about. So if they had a uh, something throughout their day that took them off course, that they could think about that positive statement that they read that morning. And so that's how Quality Thought Life came to be, which was my second book. And so um, I can honestly say that since I've written them, it has become a part of who I am. And if you don't mind, I'd love to share one of the um, analogies in uh, the Imagine That book. Is that okay? I would love that. Please do. Awesome. awesome. So the one that I absolutely share all the time is called The Piggy Bank. And what's neat about the piggy bank is the piggy bank represents us. So we're the piggy bank. And inside the piggy bank, you put money in it. So that's God putting value in us. We're the piggy bank. The money is the value. God puts money. He puts value in us. Okay. So when you have a piggy bank, if you ever notice, if you're ever a kid, you put both hands on it. And you shake it because you want to go up to the store maybe and get you some penny candy or some candy that costs 10, 25 cents. So if you know you put a quarter in there and if you shake it and if a penny comes out, what you're going to do? You're going to shake it again because you know that you put a quarter in there. You know the value that you put in that piggy bank. We're the same way. We're the piggy bank. When God places his hand on us, he shakes us. And sometimes we have to go through some challenging things in life. That's God shaking us. Maybe the, the penny came out. And so we go through it again. It's like, why do I have to go through this? But every time we go through, God has his hands wrapped around us. And he will continue to allow us to be shaken until that value comes out. And when that value comes out, which is your purpose. And when you start operating in it, you can take it and you can spend it. You can, mm, glory, you can allow that value to come out and you can use that value to be a blessing. You can go and buy things. You can be a blessing to other people. And so the piggy bank represents us. The money that's in us is the purpose or the value that God has placed in us. We're going to be shaken at times in life, but rest assured, God has his hands wrapped around us the same way we had our hands wrapped around our piggy banks. God doesn't 
God makes a really good investment in us. Yes, he does. Because he knows he doesn't make cheap things. He doesn't make broken things. He makes us full of spirit and full of gifts that he intends for us to use for his glory. Amen. If somebody was going to reach out to you, Sherry, and was seeking some coaching to help them know their worth and to help them start on the journey to finding their purpose, what would be three things you might advise them throughout your uh, curriculum to help to help them go when mom says put her shoes on? So everything that I do, as you know, is in Haika that I'm in God's care. So my business is spiritually based. So first and foremost, we start with Jeremiah 29 and 11. He knows those plans that he has for us. So because we're on this earth, we're here on this earth for purpose. Second, I like to share with people that our purpose, our life's purpose is like a rare diamond. It's hidden within us and we have to discover it. And once we discover it, it is priceless. So once people realize that, wait a minute, something's in me. Oh, yes, it's in you. You just have to discover it. And so once that's placed in the mind, it goes back to my book, Quality Thought Life. When those thoughts, when you realize that, wait a minute, God has a plan for me. He has purpose for me that there is my purpose lies within me already, because when God created us, he put everything that we need within us. So it's already in us. We have to discover it. And then that's when I let them know, and I will walk you through that process. That's fantastic. And I think sometimes we all realize that we may not be able to do it alone, but it takes humility and it takes courage to ask for help. Although God might have put it there, it's not always the easiest to get out and surface. That's so right. I thank you for following your dream. I thank you for becoming a mama to those six <laughs> um, beautiful children, now adults, that, yeah. that get to give back to you that encouragement and that inspiration. It has been an honor. I have enjoyed hearing your journey. You have provoked some thought in me. Think I need to put my shoes on, Sherry. And <laughs> I think I need to get in the car. Amen. God already knows. You have two books that are out there. Um, I went to your website. So if folks want to learn more about Sherry and her coaching business, and you can also click on a link to purchase her books, you can go to Vision to Victory Life Coaching. Google that. It will take you to her website. You can learn how you too can step into your greatness, how you too can hear God's voice and move on what he said and trust in the journey. Sherry, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, we, we've enjoyed this session today on It's Her Story. And thank until you. next time, may grace be yours. Thank you for listening to It's Her Story. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront through their unique stories. If you have a story that you'd like to share, if you'd like to learn more, visit us online at womeninchristianleadership.com. Subscribe so that you don't miss our brilliant lineup of guests. We hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of It's Her Story. 
brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership, a Jeannie Porter production.